Hopefully you survived the week seven by Mageddon. Hey, we're here. Let's go. You are now listening to the Dynasty Rewind. Welcome back to the Dynasty Rewind, everybody. I'm your host, Michael Bauer, the best in the business. Once again, back in business, joined as always by my fearful co-host, Nate the Professor Christian. Nate, what's up, man? Hey, Mike. I, I did survive by Mageddon. Um, Scott Fishbowl team wasn't looking too great, but luckily Kirk Cousins, teacher Hawkinson, Jordan Addison got me yeah. there on Monday Night Football. Also, CMC, man, that was a great game for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, my... Scott Fishbowl team no longer in last place in my division, so I'm just going to have to hang my hat on that. I survived the week in a couple different spots, um, and hey, this is the time of the year. If I start to roll around, this is why it shows depth is one of the most important things that you could have on your Dynasty Fantasy football roster because, look, running to the waiver wire sucks, but you know what? Sometimes you don't have the depth. Sometimes there's nothing on the waiver wire. You got to make the trades. That's why we're going to be doing some Dynasty player price checks Nate, let's talk about some values here. Let's start it off with the aforementioned Jordan Addison. So mm. the giving cost in this circumstance is a mid-24 first and a mid-24 second, higher, lower, or accurate. What do you think? Yeah, this is accurate. And, Mike, I, I, I feel great watching Jordan Addison go off because I was trying to tell everybody over the offseason that he was in the same tier as a prospect as JSN. Um, you know, he didn't get to play his uh, final season in college. So I was all aboard the Jordan Addison train and we're getting to see it right now. Early production, you know, he was a top prospect. He's got the early production fourth among rookies with receptions and receiving yards. Uh, he has six touchdowns so far in the season, leading all the rookies so far this year at wide receiver playing 75% of his snaps outside. Mike, you know, he's not just a slot guy looked much better coming off the press last night. He's going to be out there as the wide receiver one for the Vikings moving forward until Justin Jefferson gets back. And once Jefferson's back, I mean, this is a wonderful one-two punch for whoever's quarterbacking moving forward, the Minnesota Vikings. So I, I love Jordan Addison on, on my squad. I got him in a couple different places. But if I'm going out to acquire him right now, I like the mid-first and the mid-second. I would really like a mid-first and like a late-second. But, hey, we're just we're splitting hairs at that point. I yeah. like Jordan Addison. I agree. And you know what? Here's the thing. I like Jordan Addison too. That being said, I think the value is a little bit lower and I don't think it's very far off. Here's the thing. Six touchdowns in seven games. And it's funny that you talked about him playing outside, not just inside, because if you remember his teammate, Justin Jefferson, by a lot of analysts was being heralded as just a slot wide receiver when he came out. Let's not forget. Everyone likes to bring up the whole Justin Jefferson Jalen Rager thing, but there's a lot of people that had Jalen Rager as their wide receiver. Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston. Exactly. Ooh. That is true. Now, that being said, like I said before, I keep saying said a lot. I like Jordan Addison. I just think it's a little bit lower. I would be fine with doing that solo first round draft pick, but I don't want to lose too much 2024 draft capital. Seconds are a little bit harder to get yeah. back than, say, a third or something like that. I think there's going to be a lot of really, really good wide receivers coming out. Go back, watch the video that we put out. Um, I believe it was today. Did that come out today? Tuesday. Well, by the time you listen to this, it's not going to be today. It came out earlier. Earlier. It was way too early 2024 uh, first round mock. 
And he talks about a lot of fantastic wide receiver prospects. Yep. I'm really excited to get a full scout in on these guys. Um, so I'd be fine with the solo first, but that price is just a wee bit too rich. Yeah, you got to be a competitive team to go after Jordan Addison for with, with the first and the second right now. Um, you know, if, if you're a rebuilding team, you know, I don't want to move you know, like my first or anything for Jordan Addison. Um, no. I, I like what he brings to the table. And I think you're, you know, you're getting what you're hoping a lot of those 2024 um first round wide receivers are going to get to, you know, Jordan Addison's already there Add the second on top. Got to make sure that you're not, you know, hurting your team by taking two draft capital assets for one player. But, you know, if he's the thing that gets you over the hump going forward, I'm all about it. Cause he gives you great production right now. Great long-term value. Now I'm going to tell you this. I'm going to sound hypocritical because the next player I will move to draft picks for, but these picks are easier to reacquire. And that is Kansas city chiefs wide receiver, Rasheed Rice in his capital. His value is an early 24 second and a 24 third. I'm sorry, 25 third. So staggering our years, which mm-hmm. you guys know I love to do. But Nate, we're going to start with you. Higher, lower, accurate. I think this is pretty accurate. You know, I think there might be many leagues you can get him for just an early 24 second. You might not have too much trouble. But there's going to be many owners that are going to want that third on top to actually make that deal happen. And I'm good with that. I'm fine with doing that because, like he said, you know, Third round picks, I can usually get those back if I need it. Oftentimes, I already have three or four because I've been trying to acquire them, you know, in previous years. But I'm a huge fan of Rashi Rice so far this season. If Sky Moore had these numbers, we would people would be freaking out right now. But here's Rashi Rice, the wide receiver one for the Kansas City Chiefs, with 26 receptions, 305 yards, and three touchdowns, um, 11.7 yards per catch, and he's the third highest graded rookie wide receiver per PFF, the 16th. Among all wide receivers in the NFL, 16th highest graded. Rashi Rice is looking really, really good right now. He's playing inside, he's playing outside, about a 50-50 split, 55-45 outside. So he's playing a little bit everywhere. He's a weapon for this team. Now, is he going to have fill that Tyreek Hill hole? No, no one is. We've already realized that. No one's filling that role again. Asking him to do that. No. That's important. But if he's the number one guy out of this committee wide receiver room, Patrick Mahomes is throwing the ball. I want Rashi Rice. I'm happy paying this. I don't want to pay a first for him. Not that confident in his production at this point. There's too many other players in there, and I need to see a bit more. But I'm fine with moving a second and a third because he's already a guy that you can probably put into your flex spot moving forward. And, hey, if he continues to produce with Mahomes as his quarterback, his value is only going to go up. Yeah, and, you know, Rashi Rice helped me win a couple games this week. I had to put him in with all the buys and injuries piling up. I threw him in, in a couple flex spots and even in a couple starting wide receiver spots, and he was really helping me out. Um, the yeah. last game, I believe he was six for 60 yards and a touchdown, which is fantastic. Great. I mean, if you think about it, you're basically moving. The value stays the same because what where I saw him get drafted in almost every league where he was drafted in, he was drafted in every rookie draft, um, was an early second-round pick. So you're basically just throwing that in there in a third-round pick from 2025. I'm completely fine with that. Um, like you said, he's everything we wanted Sky Moore to be. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just think the one-for-one one replacements don't really work. Like, remember when Miko Harbin was supposed to be the Tyreek Hill replacement with Tyreek Hill, all that stuff going on? It just doesn't work. Um, but they're not asking him to be Tyreek Hill, and I'm fine with that. So let's switch positions here and let's talk about the running back position. Denver Broncos running back, Javante Williams, Nate. His current cost is a late 24 first, higher, lower, accurate. I believe we agree on this one. 
Yeah, we do. I you know watching Javante, he looks healthy again. He's he's really getting to that point. I don't know if he's hundred percent yet, but he's definitely like ninety five percent. He's just about there. The way he's moving, he looks like he's not thinking about that knee at all. So I think a late first is a pretty accurate value for Javante Williams. He is the lead back of that backfield. Yes, I know it's not a great offense, not a great team, but Javante didn't, didn't they win last week though? They did. I think they, they did. did. Yeah, I didn't get to watch a lot of football. I just got to watch the Sunday night game, family day. Yeah. But it was yeah, great. It, I'm sorry. Monday Night Football helped us all out. It was a nice game. That is true. But Javante, he's looking healthy. I, he, right now at a 6.3% breakaway rate, which right now is 13th in the league. That's not what you're expecting for someone coming off that ACL injury. So, you know, to show that explosiveness, again, that adds a lot of faith in what I think he's going to be able to do moving forward. His touches are going up. His snap share is going up. He's a guy that I think is – not going to explode because he's limited by that offense, limited by that team, but he's going to be getting that volume. He's still young, only 23 years old. He's a running back that you can get right now to give you production, but also give you you know plenty of future potential as well. And, you know, when everybody was saying, what should I trade for Julio McLaughlin? And we were doing buy, sell, hold the void. Yeah. I believe you and I were either selling or avoiding. Yeah. And this is why we knew that McLaughlin was a short-term solution. Javante Williams is the guy who was going to be, the guy, him, Brees Hall, came back faster than they probably should have. You know, in years past, these link, these injuries would have lingered. But medical science, doing some good work. So yeah, These guys are killing it. Yeah, I'm accurate. I agree with this price. I'm definitely going to pay this. And let's not forget, for a competent starting running back, you got to pay up. You do. You ha- I understand that you build your team and your rosters around wide receivers. Nate and I preach that all the time. But if you want a good running back, you pay. That's just how it is. And uh, we're going to pay some bills right now. So hang tight while you hear a word from our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, fantastic. Welcome back. Let's talk about a third-year breakout player, I guess you could say, Nate, and that is Joshua Palmer of the, I almost said, San Diego Chargers. Yes, I'm old. (laughs) The Los Angeles Chargers. So his current price is a mid 24 second and a mid 24 third Nate higher, lower accurate, which is, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little bit lower than this. Um, you know, I talked earlier, you know, some players, I don't feel super confident giving up two picks for, um, for one player. I like to have a two for two. I, I like to be the team that's getting the extra asset back. You know, that's how I like to approach my trades. Um, well, but with Josh Palmer, <laughs> I'll give you the fab back. Don't worry, Mike. We'll be good. Deal. <laughs> but Josh Palmer, like I'm okay moving a second for him on a competitive team. Fine with that. But a second and a third, I can get that third back. But still, I don't know if I believe in Josh Palmer's long-term dynasty value. It, it feels more like a Tyler Boyd. And you remember like in 20, I think 2019, 2020, when Tyler Boyd was the wide receiver one for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, you know, he had a top 24 year. I believe he was like wide receiver 21 or something like that that year. Uh, Josh Palmer has kind of those vibes to me um, just because I loved him as a prospect. He's got that, you know, 
later draft capital. He's not the the star wide receiver there. Keenan Allen's there. Mike Williams still there. Um, Quentin Johnson, the first round wide receiver. I just have a couple questions about his long term potential to have that high level production. But as long as he's keeping Quentin Johnson on the sideline, he's producing. So I will move a second for him. I don't know if I want to move a second and a third. If I have a bunch of thirds moving around, sure, I'll make it happen. But if it's my third, probably not. Try to get just a second. Yeah, I would, I, I'm actually in on this. I think it's accurate. Uh, Mike Williams, yeah, he's still there. Technically has no guaranteed salary for next year. So, uh, And they can save, if they cut him before June 1st, $12.46 million. Well, That's that might big. be just paid Justin. Yeah, just paid Justin Herbert a ton of money. Um, but I'm in. And the fact of the matter is, Nate, what you said really rings home to me. He's keeping Quentin Johnston somewhat irrelevant. I hate to say it, but it's true. And look at this. In Mike Williams' absence, Josh Palmer's gone 12 receptions for 270 yards, no touchdowns. But on the season, he does have, scrolling back down, my apologies, 20 catches for 353 yards and one touchdown. So I understand that these aren't like world-beating numbers, but uh, I'm okay. You know, if you think about it a second, you get a third back. Thirds are easier to get back than seconds. I'm definitely okay with that. I've liked what I've seen so far. And Keenan Allen getting older. So there's a fact of the matter is, is it Josh Palmer or Quentin Johnston? The answer in a couple of years could be both. I think Josh Palmer could be a viable asset for the Chargers for a long time. We know who their quarterback is. I don't know what their coaching staff is going to look like in a couple of years. I don't think Brandon Staley is going to be there anymore. No, I don't think um, so. No. Uh, and it's a shame. I, You know, the Chargers, it's like I kind of root for them because it feels like nobody else does. Um, but they just seem to always be wasting franchise quarterbacks. You had Phillip Rivers for how long? Yeah. You had Drew Brees for a couple years. You had Dan Fouts. You didn't do anything with him. Yeah, I went there. Um, yeah. Well, Mike, see, for a second and a third, I think guys I'd rather require than Joshua Palmer. Can you get Jaden Reed for a second and a third? Can you get Tyler Lockett? Can you get... Michael Wilson, even, you know, I, I think I'd rather go after those kind of players, maybe Marvin Mims, you know, he hasn't done too much production wise yet, but. Okay, but what if we, we could be basing our argument here on which quarterback is, are those wide receivers tied to which one do we trust more? It's true. So part of that, part of my thought process here is I know if he is a Los Angeles charger, he's going to be with Justin Herbert. There's questions everywhere. Maybe not so much. Um, you know, with Geno Smith in Seattle, he hasn't looked as good as last year. I don't know what's going to go on there. Kyler Murray's a question mark. And uh, Jordan Love looked good, hasn't looked as good recently. I saw a lot of hate about Jordan Love. He's a young quarterback his first year as a starter. He's not yeah. going anywhere. I do think the Packers like him. Um, but He's also got a really young team around him that isn't really necessarily nice. helping him out all that much. Yeah, I wish, I wish they had... Like Bob will hate hearing this, but I wish they had like a Robert Woods in the wide receiver. They had like a Randall Cobb, <laughs> just just to help these young guys like just be NFL wide receivers. Um, yeah, that's my thought process. And let's move on. Let's switch positions again. We like Adam Thielen, Mike. Adam Thielen, go get Adam Thielen for a second and a third, dude. I'll tell you what, production. Did you mean the current wide receiver seven on the season, Adam exactly. Thielen? I mean, you know what, dude? Props to Adam Thielen though, for real. Like just. Turning back time, Minnesota. I bet Minnesota wishes they had him right now. They Justin do now. Harris. Yeah. Although I did just trade for KJ Osborne. I don't know if you saw that. I did see that. Good trade. And you know what? 
it did help me win the nine point whatever points he got was better than the 3.3 points i would have gotten from isaiah hodgins off my bench need to add the flex man <laughs> it works um speaking of flexing let's talk about jonathan taylor so mm. his value i'm sorry his given cost right now is a mid 24 first and a 25 first so nate higher lower accurate keeping in mind you got to pay up for good running backs you sure do and i'm okay with paying up for jonathan taylor for many reasons. Number one, starting to get back into it. They're ramping him up. He had 18 rushing attempts, I believe. Zach Malso has also had 18 rushing attempts. So they split it right down the middle, really, across the board. But they're ramping Jonathan Taylor back up. He had the touchdown this week. I can't believe that this is really that much of a question, to be quite honest. Because two first for a top running back, that's always market value. In fact, that might be a value at market value at this point with Jonathan Taylor, who really, if you just forget about all the drama off the field over the past couple months, is it still in the same position, if not better to be one of the top three running backs moving forward in dynasty top five running backs, at least because Jonathan Taylor got paid. You know how many times we look at these running backs and we're looking at free agency. We're looking at them bringing in other guys through the draft and we're wondering if they're going to have the volume considering us you know moving forward we have that with jonathan taylor we have our answer we don't have to worry about it for the next three years most likely jonathan taylor is locked and loaded the only thing that's stopping him now is injuries but that's with every single running back he is a stud he's locked in i'm all about buying jonathan taylor for two first you're getting a top running back for you know a couple of years you're contending window so very happy with this move if you're making it Gone are the days of players like Adrian Peterson rarely missing a game. Like you said, running backs, injuries, they go hand in hand. He's back. Yep. He's healthy. He got paid. And you know what? Yeah, should you want to make more money? Yeah, you're one of the best running backs in the NFL. This price to me is accurate for now. The caveat is he keeps doing what he's doing. This is yep. going to be higher. Exactly. It is Your buy low window, buy low, I'm using quotes, on Jonathan Taylor is gone. It's dead and gone because – there never really was a buy low window on Jonathan Taylor. We knew he would be playing somewhere. We knew when he was back on the field, he was going to be an elite prospect or an elite player. And that's what he is. Zach Moss is not a threat to Jonathan Taylor. Do you know why Zach Moss looked good running the ball? Shane Steichen's offense, which is a Nick Sirianni offense, which is basically really good at running the freaking football. Yep. That's just how it is. It's kind of like the old Shanahan offense. Pluck someone back there, thousand yards. I mean, maybe not that good, but still, you understand what I'm saying. They make Zach Moss look competent. He's a good reserve player. He's a good reserve back. Jonathan Taylor's a man. I'll definitely gladly pay this, and this is what you pay for lead running backs. So speaking of which, belly aches aside, Nate, what is the cost to acquire Atlanta Falcons running back B. John Robinson? If you don't know, there was some speculations this past weekend. Um, He said he wasn't feeling well. Apparently, you're supposed to get put on the injury report. Whole thing. I, think, I think personally, you know what? If you're that bad where you're not going to give the guy any run, just just make him inactive. Put him on the injury report for an illness. Let Tyler Algier take the reps. Tyler Algier. Patterson. Yeah. Tyler Algier, Cordero Patterson. They're competent enough. They'll get you through the game. But that being said, Nate, what is the cost to acquire Bijan Robinson? Yeah, we just talked about Jonathan Taylor probably going to be more expensive than two firsts because that's what you pay for top running backs. Yeah. Bijan Bijan right now, the top running back. So we're talking, you know, two firsts plus for Bijan Robinson. Now, you might have some people scared about Arthur Smith 
and you might be able to go out there and get Bijan Robinson for you know two firsts of value or something you know slightly above that. But in most cases, you're going to have to pay up for Bijan, just like you would have at any point, because people aren't going to move on that quickly. So a trade I threw together here, Mike, is say we got a lot of wide receiver depth. Waddle, a mid-24 first, and a mid, probably early 24 second is probably, I think, what would really have to convince somebody. We're talking a top wide receiver, a first-round pick, and then, you know, an early second-round pick. This might have to be a late first to actually get someone to make the move. But... I'd be a little hesitant to pay that unless we really, really need Bijan on our team. But, you know, we're going to have to give up a top player. We're going to have to give up a draft pick on top of that. You know, I think that's what we're going to have to do. Top player, first round pick, we want to get a good Bijan. Yeah, it's it's accurate. This is what you pay when you want to get a player like this. Um, I don't know what Arthur Smith is doing, but when you looked at the Titans offense, I don't know why anybody thought he was going to come in and just be <laughs> – this world beater with you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Like that's not Shanahan. Yeah. That's not how the Titans offense was. It was extremely efficient. Um, It was just kind of like old school, big 10. I mean, you're paying multiple first easily two first, maybe even throw a second in on top of there, or you got to do like a productive back. You know what I mean? Maybe you do some sort of swap, including a player like Jonathan Taylor, Saquon Barkley, um, I don't know. I've seen some crazy stuff. I was going back through the DLF Maybe trade ETN right now. Yeah, I was going back through the DLF trade finder, and in May, someone did a straight up swap for Bijan Robinson for Sam Howell. And I understand that it was a super flex league, and this is May, so he had draft capital. We knew what he was going to be. I mean, your running depth isn't that good that you can do a trade like that. <laughs> no, no, you know what I mean? It's just, it's not. I'd rather put Bijan Robinson in a super flex spot than Sam. <laughs> oh man, I can't, I can't imagine. Yeah, well, hey, it happened. So if if that was you, DM me. I, make sure you make sure you keep listening. Yes, but let's listen to this next, Nate. Let's do the underdog scrub pick'em of the week. I'll go over last week. Alvin Kamara higher, lower, fifty-two and a half rushing yards. I was wrong. You were right. He was over 16 carries for 62 yards, no touchdowns. Hey, he also, in a very Alvin Kamara fashion, tacked on 12 receptions yeah. for 91 yards, no touchdowns. But still, look, doesn't break the plane. Still a super productive day for Alvin Kamara. We told you it's going to happen. So we're both 5-2 and two on the season. Nate, what do we got? Man, Mike, I'm so excited. We're tied again. It's a new ball game. Let's look go. 5-2. and two. All right. This week, we got the Bills versus the Buccaneers. And for the underdog scrub pick of the week, we got Josh Allen. Higher or lower, Mike? 0.5 interceptions. So basically, I'm just asking you, is Josh Allen going to throw an interception on Thursday night against the Buccaneers? It's Thursday night football. I mean, you know what? Josh Allen has thrown an interception in every game this year except against the Raiders and the Dolphins. So I'm going to go higher. I think you like he'll just throw one. Yeah. Um, and in the first game of the year, oh, that's right against the Jets. He threw three. three. Oof. So, yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna take higher on that one. All right, I'm gonna go higher as well. You know, like you said, he's thrown an interception in the last three games. He's thrown an interception, I believe, four of the last five games. So Seems most likely that he will. Also, it's Thursday Night Football. 
weird. It's it's always a mess. It's always dirty. It's always ugly. There's bound to be a Josh Allen interception. Buccaneers are a pretty good defense. They have some good players. They've been sticking around, causing a lot of, you know, creating some noise in the league so far this year. They're, they haven't been just an easy put away game like I think some people made them out to be coming into the year. So Buccaneers, probably going to get that interception. Josh Allen, higher, 0.5 interceptions. Baker Mayfield, resurging. Yeah. Yep. Browns could use a quarterback like that. All right, until next time, everybody. For Nate, I'm Mike. Thanks for listening. Your favorite Dynasty Fantasy Football Podcast has partnered with your favorite and the best fantasy platform in the business, Sleeper. With Sleeper Picks, you get a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. With Sleeper Picks, you can play Pick'ems, Higher and Lower, and much more. When you use the code RewindEd, you get access to pregame and in-game NFL, MLB, NBA, and college teams right on your mobile device all on your favorite fantasy sports app anytime. So get your 100% match today by heading to Sleeper Picks in the Sleeper app today and use the code RewindEd for a 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. The minimum deposit is $10. All right, everyone, that is going to do it for us this week. But if you're headed to a game, make sure you check out SeatGeek.com. It's your one-stop shop for all things live events. It offers the best price available. Use the promo code DynastyRewind. You'll get $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Don't forget, if you want to play some best ball, head on over to Underdog. It's the easiest buy-in in fantasy football. And it's not having to worry about setting your lineups, man. That's what it's all about. So again, underdog.com. Use the promo code Rewind. A 100% match on your first deposit up to $100. Visit our store over at payhip.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. That's where you find our roster reviews. That's where you find all of our manuals and everything like that. Head on over there now. Grab some merch at spreadshop.com. Link is down below. And we want to see you in our community. And that is patreon.com forward slash Dynasty Rewind. But... Until next time, everybody, for my faithful co-hosts, Chev Nooney and Nate Christian, I'm your host, Michael Bauer. Be kind, please rewind. Thank you for listening.